Hi, this is a Life of Learning podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, today, we are doing a roundtable roulette with Sook and Reggie. This is an episode where we each come with one thing that's been on our mind during the week and we share our thoughts on it. So let's start with Reggie. What's been on your mind? Yeah, it's been on my mind for a few months now, actually. And it is um, because of the obviously what's happened the, this year and last year with regards to the lockdown. Is there anything good? has come from it. So I just really wanted to um, share with what good or what what new things that you've done during the lockdown that um, that you'll continue to do after, um, you know, things get back to normal. And also, what do you think um, other people, what have you noticed other people doing that's kind of new that you hope will... Um, you know, people will continue to do uh, after the, you know, the lockdown and after, you know, we get back to sort of like normal. So for me personally, I've done two new things, especially in the last year during the um, during the pandemic. And that was uh, doing this podcast and, uh, and I'll continue to do that. And I did uh, some rock balancing um, and that's obviously where you get different stones and different rocks and basically you just try and sort of like balance them. And I just found that really, 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 really relaxing. And it was something that I probably would never have done. But because we had time on our hands, I was just looking at, you know, alternative things to do. So, um, yeah, so that's the real question is what, you know, what good has come from if there's anything good that's come from um, um, the pandemic and what new things will that you did during the pandemic and you know what do you think you'll continue to do after so Sook if you want to or Sabrina whichever <laughs> Sook yeah okay um well I mean I've had kind of a hard time during this pandemic yeah. But one of the positive things is I feel like I'm getting to know myself better and I'm seeing things that I do and realizing where they come from. And because, um, you know, I've taken up meditation as well, like okay. stick into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a, um, a great way because I've had to self like properly self-isolate from everyone. I'm kind of learning who I am without everyone. Um, I think that's pretty positive, you know, like, like little things. Um, okay. And, and what have you noticed in sort of like other people, you know, um, anything that's good that other people have been doing uh, during this time that you'd wish that they would, you know, sort of like uh, carry on? Um, what do you mean? Like, um, I mean, obviously uh, there's this whole drive to still be social out there kind of thing which yeah. I haven't been part of really because uh-huh. I'm not like an online person but um yeah I think you know generally there's a lot of I can't wait for this thing to be over uh-huh. and I really f- feel like there's going to be some kind of mentality of like yes freedom socializing you know stuff like that the other thing is I kind of feel like with this pandemic we kind of realize all of society is built on workers, not so much, you know, like the whole thing that, that you know, one guy is driving it with money and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. if people don't get up and go to work and often coffee, open coffee shops and, you know, drive trains and stuff like that, society just stops. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I th- hope people appreciate the workers more. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think um, I think people's appreciation of of everything, you know, their almost their freedom. I think they'll appreciate more. What about you, Sabrina? Well, I, I was thinking about that. Um, the key workers that we have. What, yeah. what do we need for society? We need people who work in the supermarkets who get their food to us. People who look after our kids, our key workers, um, people who drive our trains, like. 
really they're the most important ones if they're not there like we like we would really struggle and yeah. I think that it's been great in that a lot more people are seeing that and I think Suk was alluding to it people kind of think that unless you're a CEO you know you're the mo you're the top of the the you know the pyramid uh, you're the really important one but they're really not um you know few billionaires disappear you know what the rest of us will be fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as we've got those the people who are really important around you know working hard taking care of us yeah. you know they're like they're really key and I, I hope that people are seeing how valuable they are oh and I forgot to mention you know our doctors and nurses and people yeah. that, oh our bus drivers like, yes <laughs> where would we be without our bus drivers you know like fantastic um yeah. contribution to society that i think isn't valued enough yeah i think people you know when they were clapping you know every thursday i think people appreciated it i'm just hoping people continue to appreciate because to be honest before this i've always appreciated the doctors mm -hmm. and the nurses um yeah, yeah. Uh, and i think now it's a different level you know everyone's really appreciating them more so mm -hmm. as long as you know as long as we keep thinking about them now and forward then uh, yeah. that would be a good thing that we could um, that we could go with. So, Sabrina, what did you do? Did you do anything new that you think you'd carry you'd, you'd carry on with um, well, after? Actually, the lockdown um, has been an, like uh, has had an interesting effect in that it's probably been a catalyst. Uh -huh. So, things that I'd been doing for many years, but um, at a low level. They it kind of sped up during lockdown, and for example, uh, so the the thing that has changed is uh, I've noticed that in the lockdown I haven't been taking care of myself as uh -huh. much as I could, and I thought, is this something that happened during lockdown? Well, yeah, partially, but then it was happening for many years before as well. But in lockdown, it just happened more and more, and um, kind of snowballed. And um, it's probably meant that I'm dealing with it more than um, I would have otherwise. And it, it's things like, uh, am I, you know, getting enough exercise? Am I taking care of the food that I'm eating? Am I being kind to myself? And, you know, like things that probably other people might take for granted it's just you know am I going to the doctor regularly and those aches and pains am I ignoring them or am I dealing with them uh -huh. and the thing is for many years that hasn't I don't know I I I always, always felt like I would like that I wasn't a priority and I didn't make myself one uh -huh. and in this lockdown I've been thinking about myself more which kind of like has been hard because it feels selfish uh -huh. and I don't want to be selfish but there is that thing of if I don't take care of myself then I can't really help other people yeah. either it's just it's just not sustainable so um I think the penny dropped <laughs> like uh -huh. last month uh in January and I just thought you know what this is not where I want you know, lots of things I'm not happy about, but they've just been bad habits that built up over time. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things was I realized I need to move about more. It's but make a conscious effort of it rather uh -huh. than just being something that I like I do by accident. You know, I have some chores or errands and it kind of does itself. But now I'm thinking, no, I like I'm going to make this a priority. I'm important and my health is important. Uh, and so like the couch to 5K was one of those things uh -huh. that I, I mentioned to you. Yeah. Um, like doing the running, actually, more than anything, I've just loved walking in this pandemic. Um, even with lockdown, we, we've been allowed to do like go on a, a walk. And that has been like the highlight of my day going about, seeing the trees, getting some fresh air, that uh, has just been magical. And that's something that I, I hope stays with me as well, because uh, I feel so much better for it. Uh, and of course, during the podcast with you as well, this is a very meta conversation because we're like, uh, but yeah, that, I don't think we would have done that if we hadn't like had, uh, had the lockdown 
we wouldn't have made it a priority. It would have been one of those things that we must do sometime maybe, but we've been doing it and it's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it and chatting with you and it's um, like sharing thoughts and ideas and meeting interesting and new people. It's just been uh, an absolute pleasure, Reggie. I don't know, have you guys been taking, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're back. Um, yeah, yeah. So have you guys been taking care of yourself differently? Um, I'd say no. I mean, it's, it's a weird one because I, I obviously during the first lockdown, um, I went just before it, I kind of lost a lot of weight um, on purpose. Um, and that was looking after myself. But since this whole thing has been, I've had like back injuries and all kinds of stuff. I've just been lounging around the house. Um, my niece, she keeps me active and sometimes it actually does make my back play up. And one of the things you're talking about moving around a lot, I tried shuffle dancing because my niece got into shuffle dancing. Yeah. Um, my God, was that hard and painful <laughs> kind of thing. But do you know what? I recommend it. I, Sabrina, I think you should try it because I think you'll love doing it. What is shuffle dancing exactly? Yeah, look, just type in shuffle dancing. Um, the video I watched, what I can remember, <laughs> is the, the song was that, that B do daddy da daddy daddy. Remember that song? Blue. Yeah, Blue by Eiffel 65. Yeah, that's it. Type that in <laughs> and type in shuffle dancing and you'll get the video, um, which set my niece and my sister on to shuffle dancing as well. And my sister got injured doing it. Oh. which like a lot of the people at our work yeah the first move of shuffle dancing is actually the running man if you remember the running man yeah yeah so everything comes off the running man ah yeah and the other thing is you have to get your ankles flexible um oh. to do some of the moves as well okay i'll look i'll look that up <laughs> yeah it's nuts yeah. i mean can't believe I tried it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for me, I've, I've just been continuing with the, the exercise regime that I was doing. The only thing I'm probably not doing is swimming because I used to swim once a week for oh, years. Yeah. That's about the only thing that I'm not doing. But um, but I'm still exercising. To be honest, it's more the um, um, the mental side of things that... Um, that uh, I want to make sure that you know you just don't slip into anything sort of like bad so I've probably been looking at that more and other people's mental state as well um, just to make sure that I don't know I don't know just to try and notice it more you know like my parent my, my mom uh, like my um, other um, brothers and stuff like that so it's just really just be mindful of the people around me um, you know from a mental point of view really but yeah, that's it. Do, really. do you know, the funny thing is, there's a French philosopher, I'm trying to remember his name, but one of his philosophy was the reason we do anything is because we're afraid to sit in a room by ourselves. <laughs> and basically, people are being now forced to sit in a room by themselves. And I think a lot of their, their fears are coming out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. People, it's almost like people are in caves and, um, you know, they've got, they're stuck in there. And, you know, unless they've got some stimulation, which is going to be whatever, the, the phone and Netflix. But there's only so much of that you can do. So, uh, yeah, you like you said, um, I'll put it this way. In terms of when this first happened, someone said to me, there's the three R's. It's time for people to refocus, reflect. And what's the third one? refocus reflect and oh, i forgot what the third one is now i remember it i remember <laughs> i can't remember what it was, it was three. remember <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> three things okay yeah we'll come back to it i'm sure i'll remember make up an uh no 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 it wasn't that it wasn't that okay that's it yeah i think it was yeah focus reflect and yeah something else anyway it doesn't matter right so i think um yeah i think um yeah, I think we've covered everything on that one. So, cool. um, how about you, Suk? What's your your item that you've been thinking about this week? I was thinking about stuff that happened before the lockdown. I mean, I work in a place with a lot of people that just drive me crazy, 
and I'm quite a logical person. So I want to talk about logical fallacies. Um, not all of them, because there's hundreds uh, upon hundreds, but like three, maybe four, if I've got time. Um, yeah. Yeah. With some examples. Um, so a logical fallacy is when you're when you two people have a debate or an argument, um, they crop up. So basically, they're uh, almost like um, they're not valid arguments because the logic is not sound. So um, let me start with a deductive argument. So um, an argument consists of two premises and a conclusion. So like, and the difference between valid and sound is um, a valid argument is where the conclusion, um, the, where the premises lead to the conclusion, but that's not enough. A sound argument is when both the premises are correct, known to be correct, and the conclusion makes sense. Are you guys following it or? Yeah, you'd have to give me an example. Okay, like uh, I'll give you an example. Say, um, like a valid argument would be all women can converse with animals. Uh -huh. Angela Merkel is a woman, hence Angela Merkel can converse with animals. So the thing with that is, that is a valid argument, but it's not a sound argument because the premise that all women can converse with animals isn't true. So, uh, so in order for an argument to be valid and sound is what makes it. Now, all these um, logical fallacies, either the premises aren't correct or the conclusion isn't correct. Okay, do you want to tell us what logical fallacies you're thinking of? Okay, the first one, let me start with the first logical fallacy is personal incredulity. Um, so that's basically rejecting an argument because you don't understand it. And I've got a personal example. I was talking with one of my colleagues. Oh, hang on one second. My niece is just going by. <laughs> um, so um, at work, I had a colleague who didn't believe that man landed on the moon back in, in, in the day, Neil Armstrong. And I asked him why. And he said he didn't believe that they had enough computer technology back then to land on the moon. And I kind of... Uh, quizzed him as in like, well, in order for you to say that, you must know how much computer, you know, computer capacity they needed to get to the moon and how much they had, to which he didn't want it. As far as he was concerned, just because he couldn't understand the science behind going to the moon, it didn't happen. Mm. So, so that's a common argument that happens with a lot of people, especially at my work. It's like, I don't get it. So it mustn't be true, you know? One of the other things is the same guy, um, we were talking about carbon dating. He didn't believe in carbon dating. And then I explained the two different carbons and stuff and his he, just brain just switched off. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so have you guys ever come across something like that? Uh... I, like one example I'm thinking of is a lot of people don't understand how like medicine or vaccine works and therefore they will discount it entirely because they don't get it and I think really this is a case like a huge case for education because uh, people might say oh you know certain things that they learn in school they'll never use it and I think that it's really important because if you don't have an understanding of how the world works then you will throw away all these um like you'll fall into the trap of the what was it the, that fallacy because yeah. you just don't you can't get it yeah uh, totally i mean one of the things is um, another one i think of is pyramids you know some people don't believe the ancient people had the technology to make the pyramids so it must be aliens 
you know it's like because you don't really understand the methodology hence they couldn't have done it you know mm. um yeah. the other one is um like if you think about certain sciences like the really complicated ones like particle physics no, no um quantum dynamics things like that there's no way like we can understand that unless we study it but then just saying it it's not true because we don't understand that's the fallacy mm. Mm. next one is circular reasoning now i bought this one because of the prime minister when the prime minister was just mayor of london there was a lot of cuts going on um you know austerity and one of the things boris johnson said was he was going to shut down a lot of the fire stations in London. And he was asked by another politician, because he, his claim was he was going to make London safer with these cuts. And then mm -hmm. um, the guy asked him, how are you going to make, you know, London safer by shutting down fire stations? And his answer was, I'll tell you exactly how I'm going to make London safer. I'll make it safer by shutting down these fire stations. Um, so it wasn't an answer. It was very much trying to prove the point by just reiterating the point. Mm. <laughs> Do you have any other examples? Uh, yeah, I mean, religion is one of the examples. I mean, um, um, you know, um, the Bible is infallible because the Bible says it's infallible, you know? It's, mm. uh, it doesn't kind of make sense, you know, because it's like you're just reiterating the point without making an argument. Mm -hmm. mm. Cool. Anything, guys? You ever uh, come across that kind of reasoning? Yeah. No, not really. Not really. Um, I'm just trying to think of the examples that you've given me in terms of, um, you know, what uh, what's been happening with with me in terms of uh, people, even with at work or anywhere else. And I can't think of anything like that because I'm I'm not the type of person that gets into many arguments. <laughs> to, to be fair, <laughs> uh, because uh, it just it just never seems to resolve so i'll just rather just agree and then just sort of like move on so i'm not really that type of person so no nah, not for me yeah I, I think with me um like lack of knowledge is painful to me like when people do that, that i think that's one of my, my real pet peeves yeah i'll tell you what I, I, I was just thinking the only example that really comes to mind now is i suppose the wearing of masks um, some I, I, I'm not sure if this is if it's, this is the same thing that you're talking about, but some people think well it doesn't make any difference. And for me, it's common sense. It it it's, it does make a difference. Uh, it may not be a hundred percent, but it does make a difference. But when you try and explain that to people, people will just say no. And is that is that this, is that a similar thing? I don't know. Is that something? Yeah. That, it, it, it's not this fallacy, but then it's it's that whole thing where um, the one that I talked about before, personal incongruity. If it doesn't yeah. make sense to me, it's just not true. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the, I would say then yeah, that's one thing that has happened yeah. now that people are arguing about, or you know, some people in you know think it's against civil rights and human rights and stuff like that that they shouldn't wear and it doesn't make any difference but you know the science probably backs it up but then is it ignorance or is it just because people don't want to be told what to do i'm not sure whether that fits into your um into your subject i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i think um you know that's one you can't wrap your head around right you know <laughs> i mean america I've been to America, they're wonderful people there. But then you have people talking about violating human rights because they've got to wear masks. And then in that in the same few years, they put children in cages. And you know, there was no talk about their human rights at the time, you know. 
um, especially from the same people that were complaining about the masks. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'd have to say it's not just in the States, it's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this, ev yeah, this, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the next one is, it's, I'm trying to remember, it's got a French name. It's two, let me just check my notes. Two co quo qui fallacy. So it's, um, it's like when you don't deal with the argument being said, you challenge the arguer with his hypocrisy. So, um, what, what so was that? Like, What's the name of it again? Sorry? What's the name of it again? It's a two croquet fallacy. How do you spell that? Sorry. Um, two. Q U O Q U E fallacy. Oh, I haven't heard of this one before. It's also called the appeal to hypocrisy. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with the appeal to hypocrisy. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, this one's like, say, for example, um, you know, you're like two political opponents and one tells the other one that, you know, you've got corruption, you know, all throughout your party and your procedures and stuff like that. And then he retorts or she retorts, um, well, you guys were corrupt in that one time there kind of thing. So it's, it's almost like um, we're corrupt, you're corrupt, so my corruption's okay. So you don't actually deal with the actual argument about your corruption. You kind of push it away by saying, yes, but you too. So um, yeah. one of the things was, I don't even remember back in the day when, um, the Catholic Church was exposed with all, all the paedophilia um, mm -hmm. to the extent that it was. And then they kind of put in things to stop, you know, any justice being done about it. Um, one guy at work, he was Catholic, he was talking about it. And he says, well, every religion does it. And his whole thing was like, just because every religion does it, then it's okay, you know? <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. we don't have to deal with the, you know, all the stuff kind of thing. And it made no sense to me whatsoever mm. it's like so what if everyone does it then we should start stopping everyone you know mm, mm. yeah i think this is an interesting one and it appears in politics all the time yeah. i think it's just it's just a great deflection technique you don't have to deal with any of your problems you can just uh find one example of the opposite side doing something vaguely similar and it's uh it's about that instead yeah, so uh, uh, it's like, yeah, so it's all okay because we're all got our hands dirty, that kind of thing. I mm. mean, I work, I work in a court of law. You imagine if someone's up for murder and they'll be like, what about Fred West and stuff like that? You know, we all do it. You know, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense whatsoever. Mm. And, the, and the last one I got, which I thought was really funny, and I mentioned this to Sabrina the other day, the, the Texas sharpshooter fallacy. So if you imagine a guy with a gun in Texas and he shoots holes in a barn door and then he goes up to it and then paints a target around all the holes that he shot, um, showing that he's a wonderful thing. And I think that's absolutely brilliant. And that happens a lot, like literally uh, in politics, if you talk about like, um, if you imagine something goes well and it might not have been planned or anything, but then they kind of, put a twist on it that oh you know oh the there's been an increase in uh, you know decrease in child mortality through our, our reign and that is like well you didn't plan that that kind of happened and now you're taking credit for it mm, mm, you know that mm. kind of thing that's a really interesting one yeah, yeah I, I see that quite a lot in politics. I mean, uh, the first month when Donald Trump was in power, he took credit for the economy being so well in that first month, but he never put any economic policies in. So it was all from the last administration's decisions that went up. Um, Texas sharpshooter fallacy classic. Yeah, I suppose that happens a lot when people take over maybe someone's role 
and the infrastructure was already in place. And for the first three months, they've done well, but they weren't really involved in that. The only way you can probably start taking credit for things like that is over a period of time, like after a year. Or yeah, but like also, yeah. also um, you have to show how your decisions led yeah. to that result, you know, or the, the logic is, is flawed, you know? Mm, mm, mm. No, interesting. I've, ne I've never known about these, so this is something new to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I would say, you know, um, we're all Trek fans. So mm -hmm. one thing I noticed, you know, there was a, a, a Star Trek original series, cartoon series. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of each of those episodes, Spock would come up and talk about a logical fallacy. And they're, okay. all, like, they're all like scattered throughout YouTube. So check them out. They're quite hilarious. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I uh, I have looked at logical fallacies before. They're very interesting in debates because uh, it can help, like it helps dismantle arguments or actually you, people can, I think you feel that an argument doesn't, it's, it seems a bit dodgy. And by understanding logical fallacies, you can understand why it feels dodgy. Like what is it that's not quite right? Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a good under, good way of understanding how people work as well. And one of my favorite logical fallacies is the sunken cost fallacy, where let's say uh, you have, um, let's say you're waiting in a queue for uh, some chicken and there's a really long queue and you've waited like 30 minutes and you think, well, you know, queue's not getting any shorter, but I've waited 30 minutes already. I should probably wait a bit more. And then it's been an hour and you're like hungry and exhausted. And you think, well, I should go, but I've already spent an hour already. So like, that's it. I'm in, no matter, even if it takes like four, like two hours, I'm going to be here because I've already wasted an hour already and I'm going to get that chicken. So <laughs> the fact that you kind of invested something in it already uh, means that you're like, that's it. I've got to keep investing because otherwise that thing that I put in at the beginning, it's wasted. And so uh, this is something that I see like all the time. I feel like it's part of human nature as well. Yeah. Um, and I see myself doing it as well. So uh, I just find it a really interesting one because you could, if somebody said to you, do you want to wait, like at the beginning, oh, do you want to wait two hours in that queue for some chicken? You'd go, hell no. Yeah. But the fact that you started, you're just like, well, that's it. I'm in now. Mm. Yeah. You, you know, uh, one of the things is relationships are like that. When you've like invested in a relationship, it could be toxic, but you're kind of a lot of people stay in there because they've been in there so long and they've, they've given so much to it and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it works yeah. on levels. Um, one of the ones, um, you know, um, I find fascinating is, you know, at one point I was having debates with one of my friends about Star Wars. Um, the Because I really dislike, um, I love The Force Awakens, but I really dislike, um, uh, was it The Last Jedi? And I gave examples to my friend who really loved it why I thought it was bad. And then he kind of inundated me with a lot of phone calls using logical fallacies to kind of explain why it was a good film in his eye. And it was like, you know, there's one, I'm thinking it's called the Bailey and the Wick. So where they can't argue about this thing, but then they'll kind of take it away and change the argument. So his phone call was uh, the original argument was I disliked it because of so-and-so reasons and then he tried to change it to it's not the worst ever Star Wars movie ever made and my thing was well I never said that and then he went on to talk about the Ewoks movie so it was almost like um, the the Bailey and Wick is uh, you can't argue this point it's too strong so you change it to a different argument so you can, you know, <laughs> one that you could possibly win, um, the weaker argument. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's like knowing these things, you kind of recognize these, these pans in, uh, in the way people, you know, present um, their arguments and stuff. And a lot of it is kind of used because, you know, I'm into ancient Greece where a lot of these come from. They kind of are used to uh -huh. like weed out the truth. If you get rid of all logical fallacies, what's left? is the truth, you know? 
Um, I should also add there's yeah. a fallacy fallacy. So just because someone argues with a logical fallacy doesn't mean that their argument is fallacious. It just means that the logic is fallacious and they could possibly win that argument using different logic, you know? Yeah, they might be right for a different mm -hmm. reason. Yeah, they might be right for a different reason. Or just because just the argument's illogical mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's, it's not valid if it was restructured in a different argument, in a different way of arguing. Uh, that, that reminds me of the thing of uh, just because somebody believes there might be a conspiracy uh, doesn't mean that it, the conspiracy might not be true. <laughs> like they might be right. Anyway, it's true. They might be, but then uh, what's yeah. their logic in believing that conspiracy in the first place? You know. Well, that that yeah, might be an example yeah. of the fallacy. Fallacy, like they might be right, but it's for a different reason. Yeah, like man might not have gone yeah. to the moon in the sixties, but not because they didn't have the computer capacity. You know. Mm -mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah for that one they might have just done the, the u.s or oh, sorry whoever went to the movie the u.s went to the moon first they might have done it just to flex their powers against russia so they staged it to show everyone that we were more of a superpower than than russia maybe yeah, yeah maybe but then why did russia not call them on it not even amongst yeah. themselves yeah. so yeah yeah sure yeah yeah that was cool. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I've, yeah, so just, just to say, I've never heard anything about these. So I'm definitely going to start. I'm going to look them up. Oh, they're brilliant. There's hundreds of them. Yeah. Um, I'll look them up. Thanks. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> now, let's get to my item. And uh, one thing that has been on my mind recently is the Karen. So, guys, have you heard of what a Karen is? Not me. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> well, Stuck is lying because he has heard of one, but he can tell us about that after. <laughs> um, but Reggie was shaking his head there. So, um, uh, and the reason this has been on my mind is because I have a couple of Karens in my life. <laughs> and uh, I have, a, it's a meme, uh, basically, and it is... Uh, it's been it's the Karen is used to describe somebody and this is a woman typically middle-aged uh, often white and uh, this is somebody who is using uh, like their privileged and entitlement in like uh, beyond the, the scope of what's necessary and uh, and I think it's become a meme that people recognize because it, I think they've, they've always been around, but we haven't exactly labeled it before. And uh, this is something that has been kind of uh, like snowballing, becoming more and more well-known over the last year or two to the point where people, are, you know, you see uh, a lady in a queue at the supermarket and uh, maybe it's taking a, I'm, I'm queue obsessed in this conversation. She's in the queue at the supermarket and it's taking too long and she'll be the one kind of shouting at all the staff around her. Hey, you know, where, you know, just shouting randomly at people that have got nothing to do with it and, you know, uh, just trying to do their best. Uh, that's a, like a, a typical example of what might happen. And uh, uh, I don't, like, Suk, you know about the Karen. Do you want to tell us what your thoughts are? Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is, um, this is a, a kind of a trope that's kind of, I, I just heard about last year, but it's, I was quite shocked because someone told me, because I had no idea what they were, he started describing it and he told me to just go on YouTube and type in Karen. And the several videos of predominantly middle-aged white women um, just calling the police, this is in America mainly, on black people just doing normal stuff. So I don't know if you guys have heard of it. There's one where she tried to stop a black family having a barbecue. Um, so she calls the police on them. There's one where a woman, she calls the police on a little five, I think it was a five-year-old girl selling water 
you know, and just um, there was one where uh, police got called on a university student sleeping in the library, yeah, you know, things like that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's to do, the trope goes into more like, um, how can I explain this? It's, it's about feeling privileged that, that you have that, that you can exercise power over, over people. Uh, using the uh, police or the authorities or like like in the library the librarian or something um so it's it's kind of it's new to me but it's kind of predominant of how much cases are there i think it really got flung into the light with the black lives matter because a lot of people are saying you could call the police on a black man and they could shoot him because of all the random shootings the police were doing at the time. And that's how it got kind of projected into the, the mainstream, if that helps. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think this is, yeah, something has definitely come to the fore much more recently. And I think the like, so people might see this term as being um, like sexist or ageist quite understandably because it is looking at a like certain like that is the kind of that it is describing a certain age of a woman uh, okay. as well so um, like I can understand that but uh, looking at what this term is describing specifically is somebody who basically abuses their power and I think that's the point that we can we should hone in on. This is yeah. they're they're basically flexing it and using it in a way that's unnecessary, and um, and I think that there've always been people around that do this, but now we're kind of like by honing in <laughs> on it, we're kind of pointing it out, and a lot of people don't like it being pointed out, especially the ones that have kind of gotten away with doing this for mm. many many years. Um, and uh, so I mentioned that there's a couple of people that I know in like in uh, like part of an organization that I'm with that are like this. And it never it didn't click until now that the <laughs> thing that that has been driving me insane is that um, they expect one rule for themselves, but a different rule for others. Mm. They when something doesn't go their way, they will be the first person to point it out like loving pointing fingers at other people and yet when they uh, make mistakes or where they break rules they expect flexibility and understanding from other people like there's a different set of rules for them than there is for others and it's just mind-boggling how blatant their hypocrisy is and that's the thing that really drives me insane uh, as well and, and like I'm thinking of uh, like one example of one person I know um, in meetings, she will be nitpicking and uh, pointing out, uh, you know, your hair doesn't look right. You're not sitting up straight. You're not doing this. Like she'll send, and, and on Zoom, she'll send private messages telling people what they're doing wrong. And yet expects total flexibility when she turns up to meetings late, when, uh, you know, whenever she doesn't, there's a special uh, case for when she decides not to follow the rules. You know, yeah. it's just, uh, and didn't click until recently. And I'm like, so that's why that, that annoys me so much. And I thought, <laughs> you know what? I was looking up Karen's and it, I was like, oh, that's exactly, <laughs> it, fit, it fit so well. And um, I, uh, yeah, it's just uh, something that's been on my mind lately. <laughs> Do you, do you know any? No, I, I've never heard this term. I know the type of people that you're talking about, but I don't think I've. I don't think I know anyone like that. And if I did, it's probably gone over my head. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> you know, I, I know. I was going to say I know quite a few from work and places I have worked but I never knew that term it was always that that person and it's not necessarily a woman it could be a guy as well you know um I always thought that person was I just had one term for them which was asshole so <laughs> I didn't have any technical term for them but um, yeah. do you know with everything I mean this is a this is a new term and I'm not completely sure 
um, if it's if it's one that I'm comfortable using, because I I know there's more going on there. You know, there, there's drivers of behavior. Um, yeah. So maybe like a more um, nuanced, more in-depth term, and I'm sure one already exists in psychology. You know. Yeah. 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 I, I tell you what, sorry, Sabrina, you mentioned about they're using. I was going to ask you the power. You said they're using their power. What power? have they got and what power do you think they've got well they have a certain status uh, and certain privilege that comes with that so um i feel like also by diminishing others it kind of props themselves up a bit more as well Mm, it it puts themselves in a dynamic where they're the ones telling others wrong and it kind of um it it pushes themselves up power wise uh, and um it's it's something to look out for these dynamics uh, i think sure. yeah. um I, I i did look up um you know where is the origin of the karen why not another name and um karen was a name that was typically popular in like uh fem- like females born in like the 60s and uh 50s and uh, so perhaps that's why, you know, uh, it kind of fits with that a certain age that it's being used for. Um, I, I saw an interesting video and they pointed out uh, that, let's say, in terms of like power and privilege, that uh, it's often um, like white males that might be at the top, let's say, and then... Uh-huh next after them would be uh, and and older white uh, older white men uh. rather than younger and then the next on the pyramid would be the older white women and um, the video was saying uh, about the karens that this might be a way of keeping their their place near the top of the pyramid by you know uh, by supporting the you know the hierarchy as it is and keeping other people down. down. And I found that quite an interesting concept. And uh, you, you know what, these these tropes, these memes, they, they can point out something that's kind of been around for a while, but people didn't have a name for, or uh, like hadn't clocked. And so I think that this is, this might be just a, another case of that. So uh, I find it interesting. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I have to say, it, it could be that they're losing power because the thing is people try to exercise their power over other people um, when they feel like they're losing it. And I think a lot of, especially in the 60s, where like it was like the power of a woman was like her man and, you know, how much money he made and stuff like that. Um, because they get to an age and they're kind of losing their aesthetics, which was classically how female power was, you know, Um now they feel like they have to regain some of that power and then they do it on like people who are really uh, like underprivileged. I mean, the whole thing with the videos I've watched, it's come down to race in America. So it's like you can call, I mean, the one with the barbecue was particularly bad because she was harassing them. Then they, she called the police on them. And then when the police finally arrived, she started crying like they were like, you know, obviously attacking her kind of thing, Mm, expecting mm. fully the police officer to take her side and then take action against the family and stuff. It was just a bit, um, yeah, it was wrong on so many levels, you know? Wow, yeah. 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 And actually, I have seen this with the the people in the organisation that I was talking about, um, (laughs) that they have, they they don't go for um they go for like low pe- people that are already like lower on the power hierarchy yeah. Um, yeah they pick on people um and i guess one of the reasons why it makes me upset is i don't i, I consider that bullying it's just yeah. so yeah it it upsets me when I see people using their 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 power irresponsibly and using it to bully others. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, it's almost adult bullying, but it's done subconsciously that, um, you know, the person that's on the receiving end doesn't really even probably maybe know that it's happening. It can be, I'm assuming, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just been on my mind lately and I thought it would be something worth discussing. Yeah. Well, another thing that I'll look up. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Crash. No. Okay, because um, Sandra Bullock plays a Karen in that movie before the term Karen existed. And one of the things she did was um, her husband was having an affair uh, with a younger woman. And um, she used to go home and take it out on her Latino maid, which was like, it's, it's just like one of those things because it, it was someone who was under her, she felt like she had to exercise that power. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a good film. Okay. Interesting. Yes. I, I found the, fir the third R, reset. <laughs> reset. Uh, so it was refocus, re <laughs> <laughs> refocus, reflect and reset. Yeah, that's uh, it. You know what? I'm yeah. so glad you said that because <laughs> there would have been an incomplete <laughs> Triad. <laughs> what was that? Okay, reset. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, any final thoughts to wrap up, guys? Nah, I tell you what, I learned a lot. Two, two things that I didn't know about before. So, I'm gonna go away and start looking those up. Yeah, and awesome. you know what? You got me curious about looking up some more logical fallacies as well. So, so that's gonna be very handy. And um, with Reggie. I'm gonna, you know what? Lockdown's not over yet, so maybe I've got a few extra, <laughs> a few extra things I'm gonna, you know, let's let's uh, check again in a couple, like couple months, and maybe there'll be a new thing that we'll be working on. It's sure. not over yet. Yeah, I true. Sure. I think yeah. I've, uh, I'm going back to things I was interested in, if, if you know what I'm saying. But then I'm kind of on this thing now where, you know, that whole thing where you you can't be in a room by yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of enjoying being in a room by myself and seeing what comes out because then you kind of learn stuff about yourself and you know yeah. what drives you and what yeah. things you you do to yourself in your mind you know that yeah. you shouldn't be doing yeah nah that that's a really really good point and but a lot of people will struggle with that and you know they'll you know they'll start going mad um, you just got to well, recognize I, it. Yeah. Well, during the, the first lockdown, I did feel that way. <laughs> yeah. But I'm kind of like, you know what? I've got to just just stop, you know? I think uh, the meditation's helping. I'm doing the focus meditation, yeah. which is helping a lot. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. So it sounds like Sook's worked his way through the madness. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I knew it was coming. <laughs> the second lockdown, yeah. So I just thought, you know what? Just go with the flow. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you again soon. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.